Across the NFL, some other news that is of note. The NFL playoff chase is in full swing, and now with the win, the Detroit Lions are officially in the NFL playoffs. If the season ended today, Detroit would make it in. The Commanders needed a win today, and they lost. They opted with Carson Wentz instead of Taylor Heineke, and they lost out there. Tampa Bay just clinched the division, and the Panthers lost. Now the AFC Miami is trying to fend off a bunch of different teams to try and get in to the playoffs. They're the last seed as of right now, as of this taping, as of us being live. I just have to say this about these races. If there's one team that I'm going to be rooting for, if there's one team that I'm proud of who has overcome a lot to be in this position today, it's Detroit, plain and simple. I have a lot of respect and a lot of praise for what they've done so far this year and how quickly they've turned things around. They're always rebuilding, and they always have problems, and they're always the punching bag of the NFC North and the NFL. That's fine. Always has to be a punching bag. (laughs) Every division has one usually, right? They change from time to time, but sometimes there's continuity, there's sameness, and Detroit's been the same for a long time. It's nice to see them playing meaningful football this late. And you know what? Even as a football fan, not a Bears fan, it's nice to see them kick the Bears' ass here once in a while. It really is, because you know what? They have loyal fans. It's a team that's historic, just like the Bears. And it's a team that's willing to sometimes take more risks for football games to win. I don't know if Dan Campbell's an amazing coach, but I'll tell you what he does do well. He goes for it a lot on fourth down. He takes risks. The Detroit took a risk two and a half years ago when they made the trade for Matthew Stafford and Jared Goff, right? And everybody, including myself, trashed Detroit. And trashed Jared Goff, right below the show. I said, oh my gosh, he's not going to survive out of Sean McVay. He's not going to survive out of L.A. And he's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL this year. They have a two-headed monster running back, and Detroit, for the longest time, had no running back. It's like the Bulls and Michael Jordan. They've never had a successor since Jordan. The Lions have never really had a successor at running back since Barry Sanders. Now they have two guys effectively moving the football. They have a new head coach. They have young, talented wide receivers. They have a lot to look forward to. And at 8-8, in this type of NFL, in their division, beating up on the Bears, beating up on the Packers, the Vikings. They beat the Vikings. I have to say I'm thoroughly impressed with what they've put together and what they've done. And I think it's a testament to Bears fans included that teams can turn things around in a season or two. What Detroit is today, the Bears should be next year. I think that's a very fair expectation and ask of Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus. What Detroit is today, an 8-8 eight eight, fringe playoff team, probably going to get in, lots of excitement, great offense, this is what the Bears should be next year, shouldn't they? They'll sign a new running back, potentially, or use Khalil Herbert. They'll sign wide receivers who can actually make plays. They'll have Justin Fields continue to develop and maybe a better offensive line. There won't be Super Bowl contenders. There won't be amazing teams. But they'll be in the wild card hunt. They may get a wild card spot. We don't know. But they're the team that's most impressed me so far amongst this entire playoff chase. The Buccaneers are horrible. They're mediocre. Tom Brady, at his age, with these teams somehow stringing together 
An 8-8 eight eight record is not impressive to me. And I was hoping Carolina would upset them, not for the sake that I hate Tom Brady, but for the sake that someone like him with so much success should not pathetically be waltzing into the playoffs. Like he has been. This year was horrible for them. Have so many injuries, so many problems, and Carolina gave them a run for their money with three different quarterbacks starting at some point this season. Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, and P.J. Walker. And yet, it came down to the final possession. We just did the game. Carolina's a rebuilding team. They have a long way to go. That's more of an indictment on how pathetic Tampa Bay is this year. With a new head coach and Tom Brady and injuries and a bunch of players that really have no other place to go. They don't impress me. Going under 500 and winning your division doesn't impress me at all. Or now being 500 as a team. But they clinch the division. They could lose next week, go 8-9, and nine, and win their division. They don't impress me. The Lions do. They had to fend off a talented Justin Fields. An always worrisome Green Bay Packer team. And the Vikings, who have been an anomaly this year, winning, well, 13 games. The Lions have had to endure more and have had to fight more to be where they are today than any other team so far in this playoff race. So kudos to them for everything that they've done. I'm excited to say that they're going to be in this race this year and probably for years to come. Detroit fans deserve it. And after all they've been through and after all they've fought for over the years... It's only fitting that at some point, something works. And something works out. And if I were the Bears, and if you look at Detroit today, and you think about what could we learn from them, what could we improve on from them, what could we do that will help us be like them? I would say the following. Find some young wide receivers that you can grow yourselves, develop your offense, improve your defense, and take more risks. The Bears, in my opinion, did take a risk when they drafted Justin Fields. Not because of anything other than just four years before, they traded up for a different quarterback and he didn't work out. They traded up again four years later, same GM, same head coach. Traded up again for another quarterback, and this time it is working out. That's a pretty big risk. Nagy and Pace did put their careers on the line, and they eventually lost their jobs, not because of Fields, but because of everything else that went into their tenure. That was a risk. That was nice. And that risk is paying dividends today. What other risks can the Bears take that are good? What other signings can they do? Right? What other people can they target this year to make them a better football team? Detroit took risks. Why? They had nothing to lose. Nobody thought about Detroit at all this season being anywhere near the middle or top of the division or in the wild card race. But they take risks. They go for it on fourth down all the time. They made a big trade. They traded away their franchise QB, whom everybody loves. Everybody loves Matthew Stafford. I like Matthew Stafford. Nice guy. Decent QB. They traded him away for Jared freaking Goff. Are you kidding me? Two years ago? I'd be shaking my head wondering what the hell was going on. And yet, it worked. They took a risk with their quarterback. It worked. They've taken risks with their wide receivers. It's worked. They took a risk with their head coach with no head coaching experience. It worked. I'm not saying the Bears should be irresponsible, but take calculated risks. Roll the dice, take a shot. What's there to lose? You're already tanking. You're already going to be with the number one or number two overall pick. You already have a quarterback who you feel is the answer. That's amazing. Take a risk and see what happens then. 
Make a big trade. Sign somebody. Spend some money that you've saved up. Make smart, wise, but even some risky draft choices. Do something to mix things up a bit because the status quo, hint, hint, ain't working. That's the big secret, but it's worth saying out loud. The status quo ain't working. 